a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Okay, everybody, welcome to a very special episode. Uh, we don't really have any time to waste on a dumbass skit or whatever that we usually do here because we actually have our first guest present in the studio, uh, but uh, he's just on the phone. That's what I mean by over the studio. And also, technically, Paul was our first guest, but then he became a co-host, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, our guest will not be becoming a co-host uh, this time around. But Yet. again, cutting the bullshit... Welcome to episode 22 of Not All Bad, and I'm your host, Zach Andrews. This is Paul Messman. And the guest that we have with us today is Alex. What's up, guys? Uh, I was friends with Zach growing up, uh, known him for a while. Um, did not know I was the first guest. That's, uh, that's, that's huge. Had no idea. It shows how much you listen to the show. I appreciate that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Alex and I have known each other for a while. appreciate him coming on. Uh, this is kind of a new thing for us, so we're going to see how it goes. Uh, if this is your first time listening, um, typically what we do is Paul and I each take a turn ranting. Uh, we then draw a topic uh, from a hat, and we rant on that. And then finally, we cap off the show by ranting on something, uh, but in a positive way, something that makes us happy. Today, though, we're going to switch it up because we have Alex with us. All three of us, three of us are each going to take a turn ranting on a topic that we picked about what's pissed us off lately and then we're going to each take a turn on something that made us happy so uh, that's how it's going to go down this time um like usual we're on soundcloud google uh, google play spotify itunes uh subscribe and leave a review on itunes like us on soundcloud watch us on soundcloud i don't know how soundcloud works uh but do all that well it's soundcloud Um, not video cloud so you listen yeah, right. Yes, don't watch us on whatever you do. Don't watch us on SoundCloud. That would be a fatal error. <laughs> uh, but we're also on Twitter at Not All Bad Show, and you can reach out to us Not All Bad Show at gmail dot com. Uh, sorry, I I cut out. That was all Paul's stuff, but I cut it out because I said cut the bullshit um, this time around. So I I just stole so, the so show from Paul. Cutting the bullshit definitely means cutting out Paul. That that makes complete sense to me. Exactly. Uh, finally, we are looking for guests on the show. Surprise, surprise. So if you want to be the second guest on the show, notallbadshow at gmail.com. Um, and then real quick before we get into things, I would like to remind everyone, as we announced on episode 21, our next episode, episode 23, Paul and I have decided, uh, pardon my French, that we're going to get shit-faced. So tune in for that. Uh, we would really like it if the, if y'all sent in a, a bunch of random topics, like I know we ask for this every single episode and nobody ever does it, but maybe this week will be different. Um, because this time we want to do a lightning round, a drunken lightning round where we just slam through a handful of topics that we only spend a couple of minutes on. Um, but we really need your help here because we've been asking this for two weeks now. And if you don't send anything in, it just looks really sad and and depressing and uh (laughs) it looks like no one listens to our show which is probably true but um i'm gonna say that most people uh, who listen to the show are always like two episodes behind at least so if we don't get anything for next episode then i'm just gonna blame it on that to save myself from embarrassment yeah and if you guys can specify in the subject line like drunk episode rant topics or something i'm sure i had some clever subject line last episode but i've already forgotten it and you probably have too just somehow like normally we say random rant ideas you can specify with whatever wording you feel feel inclined to use uh that it's for that episode uh because we'd really like just a bunch of topics to whip through while we're intoxicated for sure um now that that's out of the way we can move on to the prepared rants that we have for y'all today Uh, We've decided that, uh, so first of all, I think that I went first in the last episode. Is that right, Paul, or do you remember? I believe you. I have no idea. Okay, so I think uh, in that case, I think the way it's going to go down now is, Paul, you're going to kick us off. Alex, you'll go second. I will bring up the rear, and then uh, we'll reverse that order to where it's me, Alex, Paul, for positive rants. So, uh, Alex, feel free to chip in on either one of our rants, and then... 
uh, on rant number two, you'll have the spotlight. All right, gotcha. Okay, Paul, so uh, whenever you're ready, take it away. All right, so lately I've been doing some online shopping. Uh, Not that I have a bunch of money, but I like to look at things and pretend I can afford them. And something that I've, I've thought about a lot recently is that I feel like online reviews don't mean anything. Uh, whether overwhelmingly positive or overwhelmingly negative, it seems like they they have absolutely no bearing on the quality of a product frequently. Um, do, do you guys usually read online reviews before you purchase something on Amazon or wherever? I, I read them and I don't take them into account in the slightest for that reason. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really just for entertainment for me. Like same thing. I definitely read them and then they mean nothing to me. Yeah, and that's kind of what's funny is that like I almost pridefully assume that I can tell what like a real review is from a fake one, but like a bunch of reviews on things are fake and sometimes it's hilariously obvious because it will be some like product that you've never heard of that's mysteriously way cheaper than the product it's supposed to imitate. And, like, there's just a bunch of reviews with really poor English frequently that are, like, it's great. My husband really enjoys. And it's just, like, <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's ridiculous to me that, like, we have this review process that's supposed to help us through the online shopping process. But usually it just makes me, no matter what the reviews actually say, usually it just makes me distrust whatever it is even more if I'm taking them into account in the first place. I mean, I totally, I totally agree. I used to write Yelp reviews, but like as a joke. So I, I'd go somewhere and I'd write this review that was like, this place was terrible. I hated everything about it. The food was disgusting. Uh, the people were just gross to look at. Uh, five stars would recommend. Every time. Every time. So you're still giving a five star though. Yeah, 100%. To give it a five star, but write them a terrible review. And I mean, it might be even a place I've never been to. Like I just did it for fun. I feel like as long as you still hit them with the five star, that's the damage. The damage is is non consequential. You're not ruining anyone's career because someone's looking at the review average and it's way high because you get they got a five star in there. Nobody reads the yeah, text. Yeah, are you, are they really gonna be upset about that five stars? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you did you ever get one of those comments from the owner of the establishment underneath your post like we're sorry that you were disappointed in our service please call our no, customer representation No because number. the stuff I would write was <laughs> so outrageous that like it was obvious that I was just like really drunk and just trying to just be an <laughs> asshole on purpose <laughs> And that's kind of the thing is that I feel like a lot of a lot of the time they're just put as jokes anyways it's like clear that people don't care about them regardless i always see a place that's like got terrible reviews and i'm like you know it'll be like a restaurant or like or like something online for sale and i'm like is it really that bad or was it so bad for these people that they just had to say something but for everyone else it's great that's that's a really good point is that i feel like usually if you go somewhere and you have a good experience you maybe tell friends like by word of mouth but you don't feel inclined to leave a review but then, like, if you have a bad experience, that's when you're like, you know what? I need to make sure no one ever goes here again and hurt this business by writing a bad review. And so I feel like it's frequently skewed to where, like, maybe there's a few positive reviews, but overwhelmingly, it's the negative reviews that people feel compelled to make. And so, like, that's like you're seeing the worst case scenario about whatever business you're seeing a review for. So what I was going to ask you, Paul, is you're out here dunking on reviews, but when was the last time that you ever reviewed anything? That's the funny thing is I don't review things often and I <laughs> I probably should but kind of a poser at the then, same huh? time I am a poser. I I, I never pretended to be <laughs> consistent with my frustrations versus my actions on this show. True, um, okay, fair. But like the the more you read about reviews, I did a little bit of research about this which I know is a shocker considering we never research things before this show. Um <clears throat> and like it's a very frequent practice for like, especially on Amazon for businesses to pay people or give them a product for free. If they'll just like give them a positive review or like they'll create accounts and bombard their competitors with negative reviews. And like, like a court, I was reading an article earlier and like, according to Forbes, I don't even know how reliable they are, but like 
a study that they were citing says like 70% of Amazon reviews are fake reviews, which is absurd to me. And I don't know, even when you go to just a random website, like I was shopping for shoes online because I can't be bothered to go in person anywhere uh, the other day. And there's, there's like review sections for those shoes. It's just funny to me because like, who's going to buy shoes unless they're like really confident that they already like them. And then also like, what's the the worst case scenario? They're like, yeah, it was the wrong size. I bought the wrong size. Like that doesn't help anyone in the comments. It's just weird that there's reviews for like just any online store, even when it like doesn't make any sense. I, if you're, if you're going to be someone that writes reviews online, I mean, do you like, if you take it seriously, is what I'm saying. What kind of person are you? <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, like, who who do you think you are that like your opinion it needs to be heard that much about some stupid product you bought? That's a really good point, actually. What what kind of narc is getting on to <laughs> Amazon.com and reviewing the Asics they bought because the color faded after 30 days? I'm picturing middle aged cat ladies. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think you're getting a it lot did. of cat ladies. I think you're getting a lot of uh, old white dads. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it definitely attracts a very specific kind of person who really assumes that their opinion is necessary. And the thing is, we they definitely serve a function. I'm not saying that online reviews shouldn't exist. But at the same time, like, they're so laughable, like, how unreliable they are. That like, and also that they very specifically attract the only people that do them are people who narcissistically think that their opinion matters that much or who are angry that it didn't live up to their expectations and want to hurt the business. And like, I feel like there's no in between ever. I, I totally agree. I don't think I've ever left a review on anything ever. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of the last time I wrote a, a review was probably in college. When you had to write reviews for professors. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, okay. Well, in the the professor reviews, that was pretty uh, unanimously terrible. Oh yeah, I was extremely I dogged them hard. Yeah. <laughs> I never wrote a good review for a professor. I don't think. No, because I I hated professors. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to tell people's motivations because with websites like Rate My Professor. There are some professors I really liked that got like really poor reviews, and then there are some professors that I hated that got fantastic reviews. And usually, what it boiled down to is if people got a lot of great grades and they probably rated it high. If they got poor grades, whether it was their fault or not, they probably rated it low. It, it that really doesn't 100%. tell you that much. I think if you're, I think if you're looking at rate my professor, uh, you, this is a pretty safe metric to fall into. Either the review is good. So you know that person's a dork and a nerd and a loser. If they're going to leave a good review, they're a loser and a nerd. Uh, if it's a bad review, that person's probably just like extremely stupid, just dumb as shit. Facts. There's no in between. <laughs> I See, I, would, I did terrible in all my classes. And if I were to write a review about my professors, it would be bad because I did terrible in all my yeah, classes. Right. Yeah, I'm coming from experience <laughs> here too. Paul, do you have anything else to add, or uh, are you done here? Um, really, the last thing I have to add is that I'd really like for y'all to rate our podcast uh, five <laughs> stars. Uh, you can write whatever you want, but as always, we'd really love if you guys rate the podcast, gave us a good review. That was the, that was uh, the last really... review I did. The review deals podcast gave it five stars. I appreciate that. But it had too much profanity, so they took it off. Yeah, they wouldn't let you do That's that. That's really bummer. Um. <laughs> I appreciate uh, appreciate you leaving the review, and I would like to say, much like Alex's Yelp reviews, again, like Paul said, five stars in the rating, whatever terrible shit you want to say about us in the review, I don't care. Uh, but that's the trade-off that, that you get to make. Paul, with that, uh, I think it's time that you pass the torch to Alex uh, for our first guest rant on the show. All right, well, um, this is one that I've been sitting on for quite a while. Um, I hate it absolutely hate it when something is going on in a celebrity's life and people aren't just like mildly interested in it but it is like it consumes them 
And what brought this about and when I started thinking about it was when ASAP Rocky was in like that Swedish jail or whatever. And there are people who are like legitimately campaigning to get him out. I mean, you, the the freaking president was tweeting about it. You know, like, like yeah, Donald Trump himself was one of those people. Yeah, I mean, which you know, <laughs> that just is absurd to me. But uh, uh, you know, it just bothers me when when people are that wrapped up in a celebrity's name. I mean, who cares if ASAP Rocky's in jail? You don't know him. <laughs> and then uh, on top of that, newsflash: rappers go to jail a lot. Yeah, jail is badass. I mean, yeah, like, what? Oh, you're mad a rapper went to jail? Now, like, they're going to talk about it all the time, which is cool. That's just more content for songs. Thoughts? It's it's funny to me in general that I feel like I get so annoyed when people do it about celebrities they care about. And granted, I don't have, like, a strong social media presence, so I, even if I did care, I wouldn't be posting about it. But, like, I find myself pretty hypocritical because there's very few celebrities that I care about. And to the extent that, like, I don't, I can't even think of an example right now. But then I do feel sometimes hypocritical when if it is a celebrity that I find myself caring about, then I am like, oh, man, they shouldn't be getting in trouble for that. Like, why are people trying to cancel them online? Or Like, like it's funny how fickle my opinion can be based on how much I like the person who's like, in the spotlight for something bad that, like, I, I judge other people for it, but I'll be frank that, like, I, I can't think of a good example right now, but there are definitely times where then I find myself secretly caring and being like, wait, like, I want to find out what happens to them. I mean, I, I don't know if, can you even think of a, a celebrity that you care about that much? You probably can't. I really can't. Except for, well, except for ASAP Rocky, which I know you're a big ASAP Mob fan. I get being mildly interested to where you want to know, like, what's going to happen, you know, with this situation. But, like, these people who are acting like it's the end of the damn world that this person they have never met in their life is, you know, in jail or, or, you know, gotten, you know, some accident, non-fatal, of course, um, you know. Just it blows my mind that people are like wasting their time, just absolutely pouring everything they have into it. I'm trying to think of another example of this, like another person this happened to recently. I feel like ASAP Rocky is a really good, really good example, but I don't know that, off the top of my head and what really another person would me. be. Yeah, <laughs> or like you know, like a, a you know, some athlete will go into rehab and they're like, oh, oh my god, like this is so terrible, like. There's so much more we could have done. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, what about this uh, Andrew Luck thing? Is that like a relevant example? Uh, yeah, I'd say it is. I mean, unless you did draft him on your fantasy team, that's that's well, yeah, like totally OJ warranted. Yeah, I was about to say OJ Simpson seemed pretty up yeah, in so arms. R.I.P. Andrew Luck. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, if if you're like, a, you know, say you're a mild Colts fan and you just are so broken up about this like you're burning your jersey and and doing all this dramatic stuff like what are you doing come on man it's you know yeah sucks your your team's gonna suck but like it's not like the colts like were you know the patriots you know who cares start over (laughs) (laughs) start over i like that just start just start from the beginning start over find something else to care about what you care about is over it's done Find a new thing to care about. This happens a lot with like the Kardashians and all them, and it's just like yeah, I was I've been thinking about that, that the whole time. This might have just turned into a really old man rant because old men love to complain about the <laughs> Kardashians, um, <laughs> but people act like they are friends with them. It just it it baffles me. Another example I can think of from recently is in this almost my entire knowledge of the situation comes from those dumb like pages that post instagram stories uh is like the miley cyrus and liam hensworth like breakup yeah yeah that's big like that like and and that seems like a pretty common theme is like this celebrity is dating this person like oh these celebrities got married and then like oh these celebrities just got divorced here's all the details it's something really sad and i'm i'm not proud to say at some point i clicked on a story because i was like mildly interested like what is even going on with this and they were like showing pictures 
of like Liam's Hemsworth. They're like, we saw him with his brother, Chris Hemsworth and his nephews clearly looking sad. And what the pictures were was just like him holding his hand out to the camera saying like, like body language saying like, why the hell are you taking pictures of me? Like, I don't clearly want to be left alone. And, and that's the kind of the thing is like, I feel like we especially pounce on people at their worst moments. And like, even if you're a fan of someone, it is not helpful to just be adding more conversation and creating demand for things like paparazzi to stalk them. Like it, it, if you actually care about them, talking about them publicly online doesn't really seem to Well, then also, shocker, uh, two celebrities got divorced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, who saw that coming? Well, it's like when uh, <laughs> Chloe and, and Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson, it was like Tristan Thompson cheats on Chloe 30 times in broad daylight. Whoa, <laughs> professional athlete cheated on their wife? Crazy. <laughs> um. Alex, you have anything else? Paul, anything else? I'm I'm good here. Yeah, I think I'm I got that was pretty satisfying. I think I'm done. It feels good, right? It does feel good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh so it's my turn now. Um this is something that I've always noticed and it's always really bothered me. I hope by the end of my rant it will bother y'all too. Um it, it's in every show, it's in every movie. Any visual media where somebody drives a car has the same problem. And if you can find one example where this isn't the case, please let me know. Call my attention to it because I am not aware of it yet. The drivers in these films and TV shows, anyone driving a car, always, without fail, comes to way too hard of a stop. Always. Sometimes it's somebody slamming on the brakes to like avoid hitting a kid in the street or something, or um, it's, it's a scene where the van is pulling up outside the bank to let their crew get in and escape from the cops or um, somebody screeching to a halt in their driveway because they saw their house on fire when they came home from work. I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about a dramatic moment in a TV show where, you know, shit's really going south and the driver's in a, a state of emotional distress. No, I'm talking about the scenes where like a cop pulls up to a stoplight or uh the unsuspecting mother is pulling up in her driveway and her kids throwing a house party inside or where the mafia boss is just like pulling up to the strip club. Nobody's in a hurry. Nobody is overly emotional. There's not even any tension in the scene. Somebody's just driving like a normal person, or at least they're supposed to be, except they practically slam on the brakes every time they need to stop. Just watch, just watch these shows. That is, You'll see that is only something you would notice because it is so minute, but right. I, now that you say it, I, 100% agree. It happens all the time. And now I'm going to be annoyed I'm telling for the rest of my life. Exactly. You'll see the car lurch forward. Somebody's going to hit the brakes and they're just lurch forward every time. Not a clean stop, not a smooth stop without fail. I wonder, this makes me, I see this so often. It makes me wonder, probably on a daily basis. Do you think that this is something that the director is specifically asking for? This is like a specific instruction or or is this something that you have to learn when you go to actor school? Gotta be. I find it extremely frustrating. This is not the case. This is not a situation where, no, in real life, that's what cars look like when they stop. You just don't notice it. Because when I come to a stop at a red light, I always ensure that my stops are smooth. There's no lurch. I don't lurch forward. When the car like doesn't lurch forward. When it's like a commercial or something... I can, for some reason, I can see it in my head someone just pulling up, and it's like they break so hard that they like jump up, like they're out of their yes. seat. That was the next thing I was about to say. If you're watching one of these shows, watch any show with a driver, something that was filmed in, in, in somewhat of a modern time to where there's a car and somebody's driving it. Just watch it and tell me the driver doesn't whiplash forward in the seat when they hit the brakes. Tell me you don't see that because it happens every time. And now you go out in your car and you drive and you tell me if you're going to sl slouch forward every time you hit the brakes. That doesn't happen. This shouldn't be a thing. My only theory, the only reason that I think this may exist is because the director doesn't want to waste valuable screen time showing a nice normal person stop a car. But it's something that I see every single time I watch somebody drive in a show and it's been driving me nuts, especially crazy lately. 
I, I want to know if you guys thoughts. Alex, you already weighed in. <laughs> Apparently, you've noticed it as well. I'm glad. Paul, maybe it's something you've seen. You know a lot more about movies than I do. But <laughs> feel free to weigh in. I... So I thought you were going a different direction with this, but I think that they actually might be slightly intertwined. <clears throat> so the thing with driving in movies or shows that I notice a lot is that the driver is never looking at the road because they're always talking to and looking to at the person that is in the car with them. And I think that these almost might be related. It, and it's a tricky thing because like some shows uh, film on green screen, Occasionally, you'll have a show that actually does film out on the road. Um, an example I can think of is, I think in the office, there'll frequently be like a GoPro-looking thing while they're driving on the road. Um, but like frequently, people will just be, like the driver will just be staring at and talking to incessantly the passenger while they're driving. And that frustrates me. To, it just add, I can't even pay attention to what they're talking about because I just have anxiety thinking about like, they're not looking at what's ahead of them. They are just going to crash any second now. Um, and I think the reason I say it, I think it's interrelated is that I feel like in a lot of those situations, whether it's on, even on a green screen or just like in if they're actually driving while being filmed, it seems like like they'll be talking and then like, oh, there's a stoplight slam on the brakes. Like it's like all of their driving seems very like they're not paying close attention so they can't anticipate things because they're in like so closely paying attention to the person sitting next to them that they're staring at them as they listen to them talk, which in real life, if you're a good driver, you don't look at the person really much while they're talking if you're driving. And that's what that makes me think of. And that's the thing that gives me anxiety watching someone drive in a movie or show. I definitely noticed that too. Yeah. You know, I wonder if they do it for just dramatic effect, make everything dramatic. I mean, That's maybe the just frustrating so part, though, is that know. it's not even in scenes that are dramatic. I know. It's just like somebody pulling up to the curb. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I agree, but I guess, I don't know. I mean, that just, it really, and I mean, I did not notice it until you said it, but now that you're saying it, I'm just like, it's all I can picture, because it, it happens. <laughs> I I, re- I think it's got to be like, you can't waste the two milliseconds it's going to take for a normal stop. I, I don't know, especially with TV, maybe. I, I don't know. Very frustrating. Paul, are you are you suggesting that it's it's all connected? Are you saying that the them not watching the road, which by the way I do notice too, and it is very annoying. You're saying that them not watching the road is tied to them also just stopping hard because they're not looking at the stoplight. That's what I'm kind of starting to suspect because I haven't noticed what you're talking about as frequently. But I I believe you, and and as I think about it, it probably is very likely that people frequently make dramatic stops. I mean, it almost seems like, why does this conversation have to be in a car, or the scene have to be in a car for this person to be dramatically... Because, like, cars aren't that interesting. You don't have the chance to really see a lot of realistic angles from people as they're talking. I don't know. It's <clears throat> It seems like that's a really dramatic thing that... <laughs> Do you think they put is, is that do you think, like directors and actors put this much thought into it? That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. That's really I, I have no that idea. That really bothers me. But the thing is, is, is it would have to be either. It would have to be something that it's it's just like a global conspiracy. That's what's so frustrating to me is that it's it's in every media, no matter who's making it or when it was made, or who the actors are. Whether they're classically trained or not, everyone's doing it. And I know that people in real life don't stop like that. I know because I'm, pe- I'm a person in real life who, who doesn't stop like that. Yeah, so I've seen I, it once or twice. So what is the di- – it's got to be like the director thing, right? But that means every director is suggesting that, every single director. <laughs> or every actor learned it that way. I don't know. Oh, that really uh, – that is – not what I was expecting you to come up with, but that was, that's very, very frustrating. Well, that's what I do best. Uh, honestly, I feel like any driving scene in a movie or show frustrates me for one reason or the other. It just never seems natural no matter what they do with it. I like it when they punch the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that too. I think we can, we can, uh, I don't have anything else to say, so I think we can reliably end on that note. Um, before we go any further, uh, like I said before, uh, we've got the guests on the show today, Alex, uh, 
But uh, so because of that, we're just going to skip the random rant. Uh, we don't have time for it. That being said, we are super low on random rant ideas. So I'm just going to say real quick, uh, please send your random rant ideas in. Have them right on the show. Uh, we'll discuss it in uh, future episodes. Or better yet, you can come on the show like Alex and talk about them yourself. You can send your random rant ideas or your request to be a guest on the show to notallbadshow at gmail.com. If you're sending a random rant in, please have your subject line be only three words, random rant idea. And then we'll uh, we'll read it on the show for the first time without spoiling it before we start recording. Uh, but I just needed to get that out of the way before uh, we went any further. But that being said, uh, I think – how are we going to do this? Who Who's going to go first on the positive rant? Based on what you said earlier, I think it's you, then Alex, then me. Okay. Um, cool. I, I had to ask that because I forgot what I said earlier already. <laughs> Um, it's funny that you mentioned, uh, ordering things online in your negative rant, Paul, because, uh, my positive rant is about ordering things online, <laughs> which is something that I never used to do. Uh, and I started recently. I actually, you know what? I don't even want to say that I started doing it recently because I didn't, that's just simply not true. Uh, but I just did it recently. And it's fresh on my mind because about 30 minutes before recording this episode, I opened a package that I got in the mail, which I guess before I go any further, I should ask, uh, have you ranted before in a positive way on getting a package in the mail? I definitely have. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Well then, uh, I'm going to switch it up a little bit because that's going to be my exact rant. So instead of talking about that, I'm going to do something totally different to talk about grocery shopping. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I checked. I meant to do that before we started recording, but we're on, we're live. So who cares? Um, <laughs> I realized the other day I, I go grocery shopping once a week. Um, what positive do, could you possibly have to say about shopping at a grocery store? Um, well, I like it a lot and I don't know why, but I do. I've realized this while I was at the store last time. Uh, first of all, I should say that I've mentioned this on the show before. I've actually talked about grocery shopping in a negative way, I'm pretty sure, but um, there's no consistency and I'm a hypocrite, so welcome to Not All Bad. Fair. One bad thing about my grocery store is that the cashier will walk you out to your car with your basket, which is uh, extremely annoying and uncomfortable because I'm an able-bodied young man capable of carrying my (laughs) own groceries or pushing Mm -hmm. my own cart. Um, but all that aside, uh, I just like the grocery shop now. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I find it therapeutic. I do it every weekend. Um, if I don't do it, uh, basically my Saturday ends up me, uh, just probably waking up hungover at noon and then not doing anything for the rest of the day. So it gives me some purpose in life. I like showing up to the store. I like hunting for deals like an old man. Just feels good, man. I, I like uh, trying new brands. I like getting fancy things. Like grocery stores uh, have butchers and uh, bakeries and stuff, which may not be a surprise to anyone else but me. But <laughs> getting like a fresh loaf of bread or some freshly chopped meat from the butcher's counter instead of the prepackaged plastic wrap stuff in the cooler, I'm all about that life. Uh, that's a new uh, a new pastime I found. I cooked some. Um, fresh jalapeno sausage I got from the butcher the other day. It was good shit. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say is uh, it's a good experience. Grocery shopping gets a bad rap in today's media because uh, typically it sucks, especially when you go on a Sunday because it's super crowded. But if you can manage to go on a Saturday, it's a good time. It feels good. Uh, you can hunt for deals like a loser and a loner like me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, I enjoy it. It's peaceful. It sounds like you just discovered groceries, like grocery stores. Yeah, it's pretty much like a, it feels like the first time I went to the grocery store was last week. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I feel like with grocery shopping, I th- there's a sense of wonder with it. That's like, you know what? Like, a, a, if I see something that catches my eye, I could completely change my diet and experience something new at any point. And so, for some reason, I get very excited when i like go go through a grocery store just looking around i i frequently go through aisles that i have no business being in because i probably won't buy anything in that aisle and don't know how to cook it but i go through them nonetheless because like i 
for me, there's a certain sense of like excitement, adventure. That's like, it, c- could I cook that? Like, can I come up with something new that I could cook with that? Um, I don't cook often, but when I do, it's like a really satisfying thing. So there's a certain sense of like adventure for me, at least with going through the grocery store and discovering new things that I could cook to eat. Even if it's just in the freezer, I was like, I never thought I could cook taquitos. That's very exciting. All right, don't dog um, on the freezer aisle. <laughs> no, I love. I spend yeah, too my, much time. That's in my the bread aisle. and bro- bread and butter, man. Because because the freezer aisle is is. The freezer aisle, I should say, perfectly embodies the spirit of what I'm trying to say here. It is a wonderland of new possibilities. When you mm-hmm. go down that aisle, you got like, we've talked about this before, you got five different brands of frozen pizza to pick from. <laughs> try it all. Why not try it all? There's, it's a whole, it's, a, it's like Alice's Wonderland in there, or the door to Narnia. There's... There, there are so many possibilities on the freezer aisle alone, and they require the best part is no effort, no thought. <laughs> you just do it and you go. That's all it takes. That is what the grocery store is about to me. As long as. <laughs> all that being said, there is nothing that infuriates me more than when somebody gets in my way or leaves their cart in the middle of the aisle. I don't want to get too far into that because it's not a, a, a positive rant type thing, but. Uh, if you can dodge all of that, if you can dodge the crowds, if you can dodge the people in your way, the carts in the aisle, the kids running around with their snot and everything, <laughs> it, it's so many, so many possibilities, and I love that about the grocery store. See, I don't want to dig too much into it because I absolutely hate every second that I've ever been in a grocery store. Um, <laughs> it just, to me, it's just pure misery because I'm just having to like plan out all this stuff that I really don't want to plan out. And I'm really indecisive. Like if I see five different types of pizza, I'm going to be like, oh shit, I really need someone to tell me which one to pick because I don't know anything about any of these. And I don't want to read anything about them. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's too much worry for frozen pizza. I think we decided though that this is a Red Baron podcast, right? <laughs> that's like uh, episode I love Red five Baron material. Person. Yeah, I'm typically going Red Baron for sure. Okay. Yeah, so that's like, that's canon. Uh, I think we're a Red Baron <laughs> podcast. Red Baron, if you want to sponsor us, uh, email us at Not All Bad Show, and we will happily take your sponsorship. Well, instead, just just send them a bill. <laughs> yeah, invoice them. Yeah, that's a great idea. Marketing. <laughs> Paul, uh, you've been uh, other than saying that you go down aisles uh, that have ingredients you can't cook on them. Which I'm sorry, I actually have to revisit that idea. You said that you, there are aisles, entire aisles that exist that you shouldn't go down because they contain things that you can't create, you can't cook with. What can you name a single aisle that is entirely comprised of food that you can't cook? Ooh, the water bottle you may aisle. have caught me here. Oh, <laughs> the you got the, me. Uh, cleaning supplies aisle. Yeah, you got me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If that's a good. Ex- I don't know that's that there's entire aisles I can't cook with. In fact, with cooking in general, it's not that I can't cook things. It's that I don't have good I don't have enough experience to know how I can use something well. So like if I'm in even the baking aisle, I'll I'll see I, this this doesn't exactly relate to what you're talking about, but I'll see baking soda, I'm like well, shit, I don't even know how to use baking soda. How does that relate to anything? It's it's not that I that you I can't cook it with it. It's that I don't have a good enough inventory of recipes I can draw from and be like, yeah, I could use that to cook this. Um, because I'll go down aisles and, and see... Oh, I, I, it's hard to think of an example. But, um, I don't know, flour. It's like, man, I could bread something with this. I could put that flour on my chicken, maybe. But, like, I don't know enough recipes to really be able to know what in advance I should buy. Like I see a ton of even, even seasonings. I'll like look at a bunch of them and be like, I'm sure I'd like that if I knew what to put it on, but I have no idea what to put that on. That's more my issue. You don't like the idea. You don't, y'all don't like the idea that the, the grocery store requires preparation facts to take advantage, full advantage of that's, that's more my issue is that I, I love the grocery store. I love the sense of, 
of possibility that it represents that like you could cook anything if you know what to get in the store. But my issue is I don't know what to get in the store because I don't know what I could cook. Like I, I think I'm a good cook not because I have some uncanny sense for what tastes good, but because I'm good at following directions. And so if I'm given a good recipe, I can make whatever I want. But like I just don't, <laughs> I don't have enough experience to know what I like or what's good to cook. And so I'll I'll go through grocery aisles and be like, I feel like I should be getting that because I could use that, but I don't I don't know how to use that. All right, well that's all fair uh, fair arguments. Uh, I will say my one thing uh, before I'd, I'd like to close this topic out. I would like to say that before we close this ep- this uh, rant out, um, I did rant two episodes ago, posit- uh, in a positive way about. Uh, cooking and also that was the episode i talked about quote music with the drops and shit which i still haven't figured out but (laughs) i said that my goal in the cooking episode was to uh prepare something for the company potluck well i got a company potluck on thursday and i'm cooking something that uh, is quite delicious so uh it tied into grocery stores i just wanted to give that quick update dream come true with that being said uh i'm I'm done here so hold on wait what are you cooking well okay i'm making uh mac and cheese Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll allow Homemade. That. It's it's not craft either. It's this is a the good shit. Homemade. <laughs> you go, you go doing like a little breadcrumb thing? Uh yeah yeah I am in fact. Nice nice. Mac and cheese is one of those things that when when it's fantastic it's life changing but I can never remember either how it was cooked or where I bought it that's fantastic so I, I I'm endlessly searching for a good mac and cheese I never know where to. Find is this a it. bonus positive rant? <laughs> it is it now yeah because my my original <laughs> one was so terrible and unfunny and uninteresting that we just i had to pull something out of it somehow uh alex you're good to go if if that's all uh, we have to say about the lame-ass topic grocery stores okay well uh this is one that i came up with uh pretty last minute but i'm, I'm pretty proud of it uh, hey welcome to the show that's what we do every episode awesome sweet the other one I like spent like two months of that like festering in my brain. So this one's like <laughs> this one's like ten minutes. Um, no, I uh, postcards, mailing postcards. They're awesome. Postcards are sweet. So one of my buddies, he was in North Dakota for God knows what, and he sent us a postcard, <laughs> and it wasn't very nice. It was literally just him saying all this terrible <laughs> shit about me, and I loved it. I put it on my fridge. It's awesome. Um, and so I am following in his footsteps and I have like a stack of postcards that I'm going to send to all my friends and probably in a similar way, probably won't say anything nice cause there's no fun in that. Um, and I think they're awesome. <laughs> this is not a take I expected you to have. Honestly, knowing you, I wouldn't have thought that postcards would be your thing. I feel like I can expect it. I wouldn't have expected it either. I don't know. When was the last time you got a postcard, Paul? There was one point, I believe I was working at a summer camp. Uh, this I, I'm sure this has been brought up on the show before. I used to work at Pine Cove. <clears throat> and you don't have your phone much, so you beg people to send you letters. And someone that I knew from college sent me a postcard from wherever the heck they were. I don't even remember. But there's something uniquely special about postcards to some extent because there's a certain feeling of not only did you want to write me, something you thought to write me when you're on your vacation when you had no reason to write me other than like thinking of me while you were having a great time on vacation and so there's something like just kind of special like unique about postcards in that way that like mail especially written mail is already exciting to get when it's from someone you know but something about a postcard it's like it doesn't even really matter what you write it's the fact that you thought to send it while on vacation that is kind of unique and feels special I like um, I like the idea of postcards because posting on Instagram uh, when you went on a vacation is really lame and, and tired, but <laughs> postcards are a great way. That it's like going to the effort to deliver to one person in particular the a no a personalized note that says, "Hey, I was doing a something really cool and you weren't. Suck it." <laughs> That's the best part about postcards for me. 
it's like a very targeted way to say like i bet you wish you were doing something cool like me here's a note to let you in particular know yes this is for you your name suck it (laughs) yeah i mean i i definitely like next time i go on any vacation or like out of town anywhere i'm definitely getting postcards yet again because they're it's awesome i love it so much i'm definitely like uh, a postcard guy now y'all need to send me y'all's address i'll, I'll send you one <laughs> yeah live on the air let's do it <laughs> i'm gonna have to uh i'm gonna have to remember that next time i go anywhere cool which won't be for a while but it's good to keep in mind this is here i'll give you all an example of of one that i wrote to this guy um yeah i'm actually gonna cut out the middle sentence because it's it's pretty bad but um uh, <laughs> wise okay uh mm, no <laughs> and uh it says uh What's up, you bona fide scrub? You're the reason people move out of Houston. Alex. Nice. <laughs> Where was that from? Where was it from? Yeah. Oh, dude, just here, Midland. I just got him. I went to the visitor center. That's incredible. Yeah. So not somewhere fun. I mean, I don't. I don't think it has to be from somewhere fun. No, absolutely not. In fact, it's it's better. It sends even an even rougher message if it's not from somewhere fun. It's like, yeah, I bought this <laughs> and I mailed it and I hand wrote it. That's three things that suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I did it to tell you that you suck because you weren't here with me. Exactly. It's great. That, that's good shit. I like it. Um, it, Alex, do you have anything else to add or, or is that uh, every point that you had, I think to, had to make? I think I'm good on postcards. All right. That was a good one. I like that. Um, definitely not something I expected. So uh, that's always a, a good sign. Uh, Paul, do you have uh, – you have a topic of your own? I do, and I appreciate you asking. Um, <clears throat> my topic is kind of general. I'm curious what you all have to say about it, but I have discovered over the last few years that I really enjoy stand-up comedy, like as a consumer. And <clears throat> it's something that before a couple of years ago, I liked like comedy TV shows, comedy movies, but I felt like stand-up comedy until somewhere in the middle of college was something I just didn't really get. Like I didn't really listen, like watch specials from stand-up comics or like listen to their specials um, or go to them. Like it wasn't really something on my radar, but then at some point someone introduced me. I think the first comedian I was introduced to was I was like at a friend's house in college and she was like, Hey, like, I don't know if you'll like stand-up comedy, but I just discovered this person, John Mulaney, which I know at this point he's so big that that sounds cliche, but like, y'all should really check this out. Like, let's watch it right now. And we watched it and there, I never expected that just someone on a stage talking into a mic was something that I would enjoy, but it was something that I thoroughly enjoyed. And that started a journey for me of liking standup comedy. Um, it's something that it's almost like it's so open ended as a comedy that it's, it can be a lot of different things. Like a lot, some people just tell a bunch of stories. Some people comment on politics. Some people make clever points about cultural things, or some people are just a bunch of one-liners like, um, an Anthony Jeselnik is a good example of like, he just one-liner like set up punchline over and over. There's just so many different examples of like different types that it, there, I feel like there's a stand-up comic that would speak to anyone, but I feel like stand-up comedy is something that most people don't realize that they would like if they gave it the chance to figure out who they like. Um, it, do, do, how do y'all feel about stand-up comedy? Um, I I really I hate to do this to you, like what y'all did to my grocery stores topic, but stand-up comedy is spoiler alert, literally something I was going to rant negatively about at some point <laughs> in the future. I I am pretty strongly. Uh, anti stand-up comedy which i I don't want to get into the details of why right now because um the amount of content i'm able to generate for this show is already so limited that i don't want to take up the three topics in one show but we'll we'll get there (laughs) you'll hear the specifics eventually in the future but um i understand i i get what you're saying and the points that you're saying make sense but uh, i don't feel the same way honestly i hate to say that to you that's okay (laughs) see i it for me it's hit or miss like sometimes I'll watch or listen to the stand-up comedy and it's like the best thing I've ever heard. And I just can't stop laughing. And then other times I like have to turn it off. Cause I'm like, this is just pathetic. Like, and I can't think of like true. specific people, but just, you know, 
like uh, I've heard a lot recently about Dave Chappelle's new stand-up, and apparently it's just awesome. And I'll probably check it out, but I mean, it, after I listen to it, it's literally going to be either I loved that or it made my ears bleed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I think every yeah, well, I, you know, I don't know if I've loved any stand-up I've heard, but it's it's usually either enjoyable or just horrible. It's not okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of it, and that's kind of what I'm getting at partially, is that it's so open-ended that there there's pl- plenty of stand-up comedy that I've listened to and been like, this didn't make me smile or make me happy even once, and it's awful. <laughs> um, but the, at the same time, especially once you find certain stand-up comics that you like, like it's there's a certain sense of joy when you realize a new special has come out. Like Dave Chappelle is someone I really only like discovered recently like probably within the last year which is saying something because he's been around since like the early 90s he started stand-up when he was like 14 uh and i actually part of what influenced this was i watched his special that he came out with last night and i was laughing a ton and it like made me think about things in different ways and like to to me there's something special about stand-up comedy unique from other comedies that just feels very raw and feels like you get to see the per- like like I feel like with a TV show you're seeing the product of someone's thoughts on comedy without seeing the person themselves. But then so there's something about stand up that's like you can't avoid who the speaker like like in a in a in a if you're writing a script that's funny it you could you could completely forget who wrote it. It just matters who delivers the lines and how they deliver it. Yes. But when it comes to like stand up it's very intimately intertwined with who delivers it. <clears throat> and so like, I don't know. I, I, I've in the last year I've been to a couple of live standup shows. I saw, um, my first one was Nate Bargatze. I don't expect you all to know him. He's not like that huge. Uh, he has a couple Netflix specials for anyone who cares. Um, <clears throat> and I, it was a really special experience cause it was like a small theater with only like a hundred people there. And so there's like something, there's something uniquely fun to me about going and hearing someone just tell funny stories or funny jokes that almost brings me joy in a way that other comedies don't because it's so like personal with the person. Um, and then another example is a, a few months ago, I saw Tom Segura live and I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I really enjoy his podcast. It's called your mom's house. And I just find him very funny as a comedian, but my overall point is once you find certain comedians that you like, there's something really special. And for me personally brings unique joy in hearing them like publish their specials. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't, I'm not trying to like shit on you because what you're saying <laughs> makes sense. Uh, but a lot of what you're saying is I feel the opposite actually, which is so fun. This is something that's never happened before. Actually, this is unprecedented. Usually we can uh, usually we can find some common ground, but I mean I've got I have a lot of I have friends who uh, went and saw Tom Segura here. I don't know his material at all, but they love his podcast and his stand up. So maybe I should check him out. Yeah, I've never but, I've never um, even heard of him, honestly. Yeah, I've heard he's got good stuff, but I've never listened to it myself. I, I don't know. I, I uh, like I said, usually we can find some common ground, and we definitely could. But I'm actually trying to hold myself back a little bit because I want to save a lot of the discussion for when I, uh, when I uh, am ranting on it myself in the future. Oh, that's perfectly fair, and I'm personally looking forward to it. Um, I, I, I just, I, I personally, <laughs> a fun fact: I tried doing stand-up live uh, one time myself, um, and I, I personally hope that the reason you hate stand-up started when you came and saw me perform, Zach. No, it was long before that. I just went and saw you because I was a friend. <laughs> I appreciate that. Did you did you hate every second of it? Uh, yeah, except for <laughs> Paul's part, which is actually uh, I liked what Paul did, but the guy who was running the show is just a a clown. <laughs> it's I hated it's a, that guy. Honestly, there's a funny story where like there's like an MC who insisted on doing his own material in between each person who went up and di- like performed, and. <laughs> I, I I don't mean to trash talk the other comedians, but I understand like we're all amateurs, and so I understand Zach. I appreciate Zach being there to support me, but it was just funny that like I felt bad that I had a few, even beyond Zach, I had a few friends show up to watch me, and the guy hosting it intentionally withheld me performing so that he could 
because he could tell that I had friends there. And he made my friends listen to a bunch of other comedians before I even went up there. And it was just funny because I could like tell I felt like awkward because I could tell my friends were there just to see me. Oh, that's it was really awkward. Yeah, it was rough. I mean, I like I said, like I'm not just I'm not trying to save your feelings here. I actually genuinely enjoy what you're putting out. Uh, It was and there were there was like one or two other people there that were uh, acceptable. Like I didn't (laughs) laugh that hard, but it wasn't embarrassing or awkward or anything. But um other than that, pretty much everyone else was uh, fairly unbearable. Yeah. Okay. So I've never unfunny. I've never been to an amateur stand up comedy thing. Are are they how like how miserable is it when someone's up there and they're just tanking? <clears throat> I so I can speak a little bit because before <laughs> I performed, I attended a few like live open mic amateur performances because i wanted to get a feeling for what it was like um and first of all i i really don't mean this to like toot my own horn but like it was encouraging to me that i didn't find them funny i was like oh i can be funnier than that and so like that was part of what encouraged me to do it (laughs) and then also like it i find it awkward doing the amateur things because most people like they end up their go-to like way to try to get cheap laughs is to just be horribly explicit about like their sexual endeavors or just things like that, that like, they're like, yeah, I was with this girl in this room and this started happening. And it's like really cringy. Um, and especially because like, and this is understandable, but a lot of those people are very uncomfortable. Like this might be their first time talking in front of like general in general, Watching someone publicly speak when they're not an experienced public speaker can be very like uncomfortable, like especially if you're someone who gets secondhand embarrassment uh, or secondhand shame. And so it's it is an awkward experience. It's one of those things where uh, this is hypocritical of me, but if and when I should try stand up again, I want people to watch me and want them to enjoy it. But I have a hard time watching other amateurs do it, and almost. W- I prefer to wait for other people to rise to the top, like the accomplished comedians. Cause I'm like, Oh, people have already affirmed that this person's good. So I'll watch them. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, no, that's totally understandable. I mean, you already know that they're good. Why waste time listening to, you know, filtering out the bad ones. I mean, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, okay, well, here's one thing, Paul, if you just discovered Dave Chappelle off of this last, uh, up. You need to go watch his old show. His old show is one of the funniest things ever. And they got a bunch of like random clips of it on YouTube. You need to go check that out. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. I've been told that as well. I, I've known about Dave Chappelle for a long time, but I've never watched the Chappelle show uh, like a lot. I've only seen clips. So I need to check that out for sure. Yeah, it's it's five stars. Mm-hmm. Five stars would recommend. Uh, Paul, any yeah. other any further thoughts on... Uh, uh, stand-up comedy. I, I wish I could contribute more, uh, but we'll we'll get there in the future. For we definitely will get there in the future. <laughs> I'm a, I'm excited for a contentious potentially debate or back and forth about this when you bring up for a negative rant. So I'll I th- I'm I'm good personally. Fantastic. All right. Um. Well, that's actually gonna wrap the show up then. Uh. That's uh. Everyone took a turn uh on their own thing, positive and negative. Uh, Before we close out here, I'd like to remind everyone to like us on SoundCloud and subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. We're also available on Google Play and Spotify. You can find us on Twitter at NotAllBadShow. And we'd love to hear from you at our email, NotAllBadShow at gmail.com. You can email us there if you either want to be a guest or if you want your random rant idea read on the show, which we didn't do today, but we'll do in the next episode. Um, And one more reminder... um, Next episode, episode 23, Paul and I are getting wasted as a special occasion because we keep forgetting to do it for actual special occasions like (laughs) our one-year anniversary or our 10th episode or whatever. So uh, we're going to do episode 23, and if you have, uh, just send us a bunch of uh, random one-off topics that don't have to make any sense or be anything at all. We'll just rant on them for a minute or two at a time and try to have a lightning round. Um, Finally... Uh, tell your friends about the show if you like what you heard today, and uh, yeah, uh, I think that's I think that's all I had to say. Um, once again, I'd like to thank Alex 
for coming on the show, our first guest. Uh, it really means a lot to have you here, Alex. Uh, thanks for giving enough of a shit to be here. Yeah, thanks. I had a great thanks time. I hope you did fun. too. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I'm glad you had fun. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Um, I, I'm not opposed to repeat guests, so if you're interested, let us know. Um, any final thoughts uh, from either of you? I think I'm good. I'm pretty good too. Pretty good? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, <laughs> well, I guess that's uh, as good as we're going to get. Um, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you to Alex. This has been not all bad. Uh, what, what do we usually say? What, how do we end the show? <laughs> you, you have some sort of special taglines like dance, like nobody's watching, uh, rant, like no one's listening. I think.